Welcome to episode two of season seven of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm going to be having a conversation with Marcus Sheridan. Now, Marcus is really an interesting journey from the standpoint of writing a book that builds your business and how he got started and how he solved some of his business problems when he was uh, running the River Pools company is pretty amazing. I highly recommend his book that is uh, a a bestseller on Amazon called They Ask, You Answer. And if you want to grow your solopreneur business and become an expert in your field, in your vertical, this is how you do it. This is a step-by-step guide that Marcus has created that's going to really bring it home for you. So I highly recommend his book. All right, let's jump into the conversation with Marcus. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Well, hey, Marcus, it's so Awesome to have you on this particular season of the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you today? It's great to be here, Terry. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have a great conversation. Say something that's uh, hopefully valuable to your to your audience. And so, yeah, it's great to be here. Chat. Awesome. Well, I have to thank you for writing such a powerful book and comprehensive book with They Ask, You Answer. And I'm hugely advocating this to my audience and my clients. Thank you for that. And you're, you're like, you're very welcome. And well, you're making my job easy because I don't have to stand on the soapbox and beat my chest about content marketing yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, what's interesting is because I do work with solopreneurs who are trying to find out how to represent themselves as the expert. And because of our myopia as solopreneurs, we very often have a hard time identifying what that is and articulating it in such a way that our audience really connects with us. And I think that in your book, the answer facilitated through content marketing and doing it very thoughtfully, which you really distinguish uh, distinguish well in this particular uh, piece of writing that uh, I, I think is incredible. So I'm going to be your like groupie for a little while, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, you know, I certainly appreciate that. But, you know, it's funny, I, I, I wrote, uh, obviously, I wrote the book for a few different reasons. But I think, you know, speaking of, um, you know, thought leadership and solopreneurs and these, this conversation, the, the you know, I, I went into the book, and I think a lot of people make this mistake. And one of my biggest goals was to not try to sound smart. And that's, it might sound funny to somebody listening to it, but it's actually extremely important when it comes to the way you and I produce content online, because everybody's done this before. And and this is especially, I would say prolific actually with solopreneurs and uh, entrepreneurs and anybody that's trying to be, let's call it a thought leader in their particular space is that they, once they, especially once they get started, you can tell by watching them that they're literally trying to prove themselves 
either on that stage or on the camera or even in the book, right? And so instead of doing that, if we just release it, right, and we say, is it possible that I say this thing in such a way that anybody could understand it, that the light bulb comes on, that they don't sit there and say, wow, there's no way I could ever do that, right? Because that's actually not the goal. Um, the goal is that they say, this is so obvious. Why am I not doing that? He did it. Why can't we do this as well? Mm -hmm. And so, so I say that because you having read the book, having recommended it, you, you probably really sense that, that there is that tone that's found therein in the book. And, and that's also why it's called They Ask You Answer. Let's give, give you one example of this. It's called They Ask You Answer. I could have called it a bunch of things, right? But if somebody hears the phrase, they ask you answer, number one, it's sticky. Number two, it's pretty obvious what it means. They ask questions, you answer it. It's like, okay, I get that. I understand that. Right. You see, in the world of marketing, we tend to overcomplicate stuff all the time, right? No, really? Yeah. We got to justify our roles, though. <laughs> that, well, that you're, yeah, great point. So you look up the phrase content marketing online, you're going to see something in Wikipedia, and you're, you can tell it's like, oh, yeah, that was written by marketers for marketers. <laughs> and this is why we get pushback on lots of stuff, because yeah. we sound like marketers. I wrote that book so that business owners and sales leaders could say, ah, now, this makes sense. I got it. I knew the marketers were already eating the dog food. It was mm -hmm. everybody else that we have to win over. And mm -hmm. so because we simplified it, right, is that the message and the overall like, okay, I get this. Obsess over your customers' questions. Be willing to address them, good, bad, or ugly. Become the best teacher in your space. Be the Wikipedia of your industry. All those things, all those phrases, they're, they're, they're very intentional in that it's easy to understand by anybody. And I think that, and thank you for laying it out that way, because I think that the way people want to solve their problems, they ask at that level. Mm -hmm. So because they're asking at that level, they need to be able to connect with something that answers at that level as well. And I'm I'm really glad you brought this up for a couple of reasons. One, just this morning, I was on the phone with one of my clients who's a brilliant, brilliant uh, strategist, mm -hmm. and he's a consultant. And he works with all types of Fortune 50 and 500 companies to help them with leadership and strategy. And one of the cool things that he was saying, and I got to see, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting content marketing. I'm like, finally, he's listening to me, right? So he's getting his newsletter out and he's doing his blogging and stuff. And I looked at some of his content and although brilliant, it is more about building a case around the, the technology of strategy, the technology of leadership. and when you say, you know, it's like proving you know your stuff and teaching people about your, you know, what you know about strategy in, in this particular case. And what ends up happening is you talk over your your true audience. Mm. And so the what I told him is I said, Ed, you don't need to prove your brilliance. You are brilliant. And people who know you know you are. Here's the thing. You're not going to be able to get new people in unless you get meet them where they're at, answer their questions in the way they're answering them. And you don't need to teach them how you deliver your methodology. You just need to help them solve their problem. And he was like, it was like the biggest aha moment he ever had. You know, you, you mentioned there, you need to help them solve their problem. And that is the way, to your point, people think. It's the way they search. 
What's funny to me is you look at a lot of websites, um, and this is prolific, more so in the B2B space, more than the solopreneur space, but still you see it. And one of the one of the, the, the phrases that you see all the time is solutions. Here's the solutions that we offer as a company. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is nobody has ever searched really for, like when was the last time in Google you use, even use the word solution? What we do is we search the problem that we have. That's right. right. How do I that's fix exactly my leaky right. pipe? That's exactly right, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's like, it's it's no different than um, to, to, to leaky pipes. Like, we're, I, people don't search, I'm looking for hydrostatic pressure services, right? It's, it's not what they do. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what they do. So, so, so if you think like that, it's like, okay, exactly what are they saying? Especially, one thing I love is... When the prospect is really mad and frustrated and venting to their peers, mm -hmm. uh, to their loved ones, how do they say it? Now, if you can really tap into that, boy, you really start to understand what you and I might call content marketing or thought leadership. That is the key, right? right? Is that's when you really start to resonate because they're like, "Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. That's what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah, that sucks." That's so true. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that I also thought of when you were kind of unpacking that in the beginning about, you know, why you wrote the book and why you titled it what you did is my first book that I wrote um, 13 years ago was a memoir. And I've always been a natural writer. I love writing. I mean, I'm a creative, so it, it just kind of comes out of me. But I was uneducated, so I, I got the skill up. But the first book I did was a memoir, and I think this was really key for me as a writer because it it forced me to write in story form, to write what, what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, and allowing the reader to come to their own conclusions through my storytelling. And this is a huge thing for new writers. And if you're listening and you are thinking about doing your first book and you want to try to understand how to show, not tell, and the tricks that writers use to actually engage the reader. This is one of the most important things is to tell your story and bring yourself forward and, and show your vulnerability. And, and you talk about that, Marcus, in, in the book at, at great length, which I really, really appreciate. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't want to create a theoretical book. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially now more than ever, in this weird COVID reality, where you got all these virtual events and stuff like that, right. it's like, right now, people want stuff they can actually take away and do, mm, right? The, 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 yeah, it's all about action, action. I want to be able to take action on this thing as, as a team member, as an employee, as a business owner whatever that thing is. And so, you know, you, you look at, they ask you answers like, all right, there's very clear that the, the process by how I wrote the book was um, you'll see a pattern if somebody actually studies patterns and the way that it's written is each section starts off with a question that is really based in self-reflection. Right. Mm -hmm. And let me give an example of this the question might be, so, when you're on a website and you're looking for cost and price and you cannot find it, what is the emotion you experience, right? 
And of course, everybody says frustration. I know the answer. Everybody says the same thing. It's frustration. So this gets somebody thinking about their, their own situation, right? Their own behavior, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I might ask a few more questions and present an idea like, well, why don't we talk about cost and price on our website? And then I will tell a story, okay, that aligns itself with the principle. So the principle is we should be talking about cost and price on our website because as buyers, we get pissed if the company isn't willing to address it at all. We get annoyed and we do not contact them. Generally, we move on until the next company is willing to actually give us what we're looking for, right? That's the whole premise behind the Ask Your Answer. And so then there's always a story. And after the story, there is always a challenge, right? And so, in other words, after somebody hears, reads the book and says, wow, you made that many millions of dollars off of one article that talks about how much does a fiberglass pool cost? The natural question for me is, so is it possible that you as a business talk a lot more about cost and price on your website? And of course, then the answer is like, huh, well, maybe, maybe I can. Maybe it is possible. Maybe I've been thinking about this the wrong way. That's right. It's the wrong way the whole time. And so, um, there it is. And so it's always, you know, it's, it's always that format. Question, tell a story, tell the result of the story and give a challenge as, as a, as a means to the end, right? And so the book is just littered with that pattern over and over and over again. If somebody's ever thinking about writing a book, that's a really, really simple way uh, to go about it. And it's a good start for each one of your chapters or sections because if you start with a question, it's no different than if you're, you know, if I, by the way, if, for those that are listening to this, my main place where I live is LinkedIn in terms of online. And so if you, enjoy this today, make sure you follow me on LinkedIn and you'll see that I post a couple of videos a week on LinkedIn. Always the same pattern. Start with a question that gets you to think, right, about your own behavior. And this way, I really actually want you to either nod like an affirmation at the beginning of watching it or say, no, I'm out. Either way, it's a win for you and for me, right? And that's an important thing. And so after the question, then usually there's some type of story that comes after it. And then, of course, at the end, there's the result of the story and the challenge. You see that same thing in terms of the way I produce LinkedIn videos, the way I produce chapters for a book. And so when you get little simple structures like that in your head, things start to line up a lot easier and a lot better. For my listener, I want to punctuate what Marcus just revealed, which is not necessarily like, oh, there's a formula that you need to follow. But so many people today, and Marcus, I'm sure you're seeing this as well, are keeping their videos super short and they're like jamming everything in because they, they, they're they aware of the drop in attention span, all that kind of chatter about that. When in fact, when you bring in a story, that viewer or listener can step into that and self-identify, which, which like you were saying, they'll either say, oh, that's not me and go away, which is good. You want that. Or they'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're like living my life. I want to listen to more. Mm-hmm. And this does translate to all different ways that we're marketing online, not just through a blog article or what have you or a book. And I think that this is super powerful for uh, you, my listener, to, to catch on to that. So thank you, Marcus, for, for sharing that. Well, I think, I think we just overcomplicate stuff. You know, no. it's, 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 a, really? it's, it's, it's quite the human, <laughs> quite the human way. And I think, you know, so much of my uh, just life and what drives me in so many ways 
is simplifying the obvious uh, to to people and again goes back to listeners and you know there's this great phrase that I so believe in I think I heard it when I got online about 10 years ago 10 11 years ago about 11 years ago is when I started my my personal blog I started producing content for my swimming pool website about uh, 11 years ago as well and the phrase is it's dumb not to dumb it down and I just believe in that so very very much um, this goes back to this, what I was just saying a minute ago. It's, you know, it's not ever the goal to sound smart or to appear as, wow, you know, this guy is a genius. This lady is the smartest. That's right. You're trying so hard and you actually lose credibility in that process. That's why you're so much better off, especially as a business, just presenting the facts and saying, okay, so there you go. So, Tell me, which one fits you the best? You know, uh, one of the most empowering things that a business owner can do, especially like, let's say you're a solopreneur and you're a consultant or you're a speaker, whatever you are, whatever you do, there is magic in understanding what you are not, much more than what you are. And so when you know what you're not, you also know who you don't serve, what's not a good fit for you, and you don't take on clients that are not a good fit for you because of that, because you constantly say, that's not who I am, that's not who I am. And you also become dramatically more attractive to those who you are a good fit for. And that's, you know, people say to me, um, and for those that haven't read the book, and don't my backstory. I own a swimming pool company as well. It's really where they ask me answer came from. I was going to lose the business, and then we embraced this philosophy and became the most traffic swimming pool website in the world, right? And and the thing about this is over the over the course of this time, lots of people said to me, Marcus, you know, you get whatever about a million visitors to your website a month. Why don't you sell other types of pools too? Why do you just sell fiberglass? I'm like, because that's not who we are. And the fact that we only do fiberglass actually makes us dramatically more attractive to those who we are a good fit for, right? You know, the fact that, you know, I, when I talk to, um, as a speaker, when I talk to um, event organizers, I let them know on the front end, now, um, I have a very unique way of engaging the audience, and you need to understand this going in. When I, you invite me to your audience, I will go into the audience and I will speak with your audience. They're going to speak at your audience. They'll speak with your audience. They're not going to be used to this type of engagement. Now, it's not for everybody, and so you need to know that now going in. How does that align with your goals for this event? Now, there's a reason why, too, at the same time, that as a speaker, my career exploded because immediately people said that was one of the most invigorating things that I've ever seen. But here's the thing about it, Terry. If you look at the feedback forms that I have as a speaker, 95% of the audience will say something to the effect of, one of the best speakers I've ever seen, this is the reason why I came, etc., etc. that type of wonderful feedback. And then there's 5% that will say, hated him. He invaded my space. He yelled at me. Um, I felt threatened, right? All these different whatever things that, Interesting. Yeah. that people say. And um, the fact of the matter is, I let go of those 5% a long time ago. Yeah. I just don't care. And I don't apologize for it because if I hadn't, if I didn't do me like that, right, if I didn't do that in interactive style, then I don't think I would have been invited to 
you know, 80% of the gigs that I've done. And I've done over 500, like live on stage events, right. paid events. So I think we have to remember this type of thing. It's with your service, with your product, with your business, with your uh, subject matter, whatever that is. It's it, like literally, I think the greatest day in the life of a business owner is when you realize what you are not. And then all of a sudden everything starts to fall into place. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Whether you want to write a book to help build your business or it's simply a passion project, writing is a powerful form of creative self-expression. If your ideas will transform the lives of others, what are you waiting for? Let it pour out of you. A writer's journey is just that, a journey. Be honest, be real, and most importantly, be yourself. But if you're struggling to get it done, confused about how to tie it into your business, or dealing with a chronic creative block, get the guidance to get it done. If you want the creative fuel, the nurturing, and the challenge to make your book the best it can be, Pappy Club is the place for you. Join Pappy Club and discover how you can express your perspectives through something that strengthens your brand, your business, and supports the lifestyle you want. Try it for free by visiting pappyclub.com and that's P-A-P-P-Y-C-L-U-B.com to sign up now and I'll see you there. Yeah, absolutely. And and you do cover this really in depth in the book. And I think it also gives people permission to be themselves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking at from the standpoint of, of your philosophy and translating that into communication means, marketing means, it's like, wow, you mean I can actually say that this sucked when I tried it or that mm. some people struggle with this instead of trying to be all like polished and perfect? This was my problem when I first started uh, doing all of my content marketing years ago when I first started my business. I've been in business 14 years now and and always doing marketing communications and stuff. And I was, I think part of it was insecurity yeah. that I really wanted to prove myself that I knew what I was talking about. And it wasn't until I started being real with people and authentic and just kind of saying, this was hard for me uh, when I first started doing this, or I, I didn't understand this in the beginning and now it's starting to make sense. So when I shared that, there's a commonality that you can create when you have those levels of conversation with your reader or your listener that makes you much more approachable. And it's it doesn't become about, okay, I'm going to back off because I'm not sure I can trust this person because they're just giving me a lot of rhetoric. And what they really want to hear is that you're a real person, that you've had real experiences. But in that context, you also can answer the answer, answer the question, excuse me, more powerfully. Mm. And I think that that's super important. Yeah, yeah. It's like all these little. It's like one thing I ask myself is, or or like to ask people is like, have you ever really studied why you feel what you feel towards someone you watch online or read? Like, what is it that makes you say when you read an article, "This is so stinking true," or "This is mm. BS"? What makes you say? Before you even click on a video and you're just looking at the, th at the thumbnail, I don't like that guy because that's happened to all of us. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that person. That person thinks they're smart. Like, what are they doing with their body in that moment, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's most of it is subconscious, yeah, too. There's all these little things. <laughs> and he's like, okay, when you watch a video for the first 30 seconds, do you ever say to yourself, how do I feel right now? Why do I feel this about this person? What are they doing that I really like that's resonating with me? 
what's going on right now that's causing me to have these negative sentiments towards the subject matter or towards the person? Why am I getting angry? But we don't consciously ask those questions as we're watching it. We're, we're just, just having the reaction. reaction. That's right, Terry. And so yeah. if you literally just awake yourself to this and, and, and analyze, do a literal self-analysis. As you're watching stuff, mm -hmm. you learn so stinking much. It is fascinating. Yeah. And then, of course, you can apply it to yourself. And it's no different than, like, if I watch one of my own videos... It is the exact same thing. It's like, so what am I feeling about this person right now? It's a completely disconnected mm. type of viewing experience for me if I'm watching uh, myself. It's just one of those things where I'm just, I'm just saying, how would I feel about this person right now? Like, there's a look of unsurety there. Now, there's a look of, of true empathy, or there's a look of, these are the things that are going through my mind as I'm watching myself or anybody else. And it's no different than watching a speaker and saying, why is the audience just eating from his or her hand right now? Why is the audience on their phones right now? Why is everybody checking out? What's happening right now? That's my obsession. Like that's the thing that I'm constantly analyzing. When you do that, it permeates every facet of your life. Really, starting with the way that you communicate, which I think is the foremost skill Agreed. in the digital age, is our ability to communicate. If you can do that, there is literally no stopping. And it's not as direct as just verbal communication. It's nonverbal. It's all the oh, different so senses need to Lots get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, Given that this is the season about writing a book that builds your business, I want to bring this more specifically mm. to your book. And yeah. what I wanted to ask you was, this was very specifically, and, and I'm reading it and evaluating it, not only from the content perspective, but also what you're trying to accomplish for your business. And it's very, very clear that this book is primarily focused toward an audience of business owners that have an internal sales staff, that have possibly customer service departments, et cetera, and pretty much any size. Like it could be a mega corporation or it could be, you know, family-owned business with 30 employees. However, what I find really interesting is that everything in there promotes the idea around getting alignment in the business and helping that reader who could be the director of sales, could be the owner of the company, could be the CEO, whatever, uh, getting them to see that it is possible to align, educate through workshops, and to get their business to adopt this. And that the, there's all these positive benefits, you know, like people feeling more engaged, people bringing unique perspectives through content, unique ideas on how they can improve customer experience, et cetera. And what I love is that you have a company called Impact, and yeah. you're doing some really very sexy things with, with that. And one of the things that I found really interesting inside the book, you talk about insourcing. So people like me who are in the content marketing business or just marketing in general who possibly would farm out as an agency the services of writing for clients, which I used to do. I don't do it anymore. I'm more along the lines of what you're doing, which is teaching right. them how to do it inside. Um, how can that translate to encouraging? So I guess what I want, want you to explain for my listener is that you had a strategy with what you were doing with this book and how it directly connected 
to fulfilling business and getting people to pick up the phone and call Impact, which is an amazing consulting agency, right? That you're teaching people how to do this at all kinds of levels, even self-learning uh, through yeah. your your online stuff, your plus. And, and I think that that's really, really powerful. And if you could kind of unpack that for the listener who's thinking, okay, if I'm going to write a nonfiction book about whatever it is I do, uh, how do I need, aside from like pointing to my webpage or pointing to some downloads or whatever worksheets that go along with it, how do I create a case through my content that doesn't come across as a sales pitch or salesy, but really makes people pick up the phone and go, I've, I've got to have you come into my company or I've got to have you come and speak to my people or, or whatever. I think one of the things <clears throat> that, um, that anybody can do that is promoting an idea is leaning hard into why the idea would fail. So in other words, a whole lot of they ask you answer focuses spin on so what would cause this to fail why would this not work for your organization and the fact that I even worded that way is appealing it makes people lean in because that's what they're thinking that's the essence of they ask you answer you always say it the way they're thinking it right so they're thinking okay so i kind of like this idea a lot you know would it apply to my business what would cause this to fail how could we screw this up that's literally what business owners are thinking. And so then I'm able to share, again, a set of stories about, about how companies have failed with this. Once again, that's kind of rare. Like, why, mm -hmm. why, would, why would somebody, an author, share that? Because I'm going to be the first one to say that this doesn't work for a lot of people because they like to skip steps, mm -hmm. because they like to do the shortcuts, <laughs> because, they, you know, because we're always looking for the hack, as they like oh, to say, yeah. right? versus doing it the right way. And so in the book, for example, I say that fundamentally the biggest problem with sales and marketing departments today is lack of buy-in. The reason why there's a lack of buy-in is because they're never explained, as Simon Sinek would say, that what that how and that why right. of whatever that thing is. So they don't get on the same page. They don't have educational experiences where they learn together. So that's why a workshop is imperative to really get this going. And so the, the book is designed and, and it, it does it, it produces ongoing work in, in a variety of ways. But the two front end ways is it drives workshops, okay? And it just drives general speaking as well. Mm -hmm. So a company will read it and they'll say, Oh, I don't want this to fail. And Marcus says that I need to get everybody on the same page at the beginning. Therefore, I need to have a workshop, which is 100% true, right? It is 100% mm -hmm. true. And so, therefore, they call us and we give those workshops. So personally, like I've given over, I think, 300 workshops now around the globe on on this very subject. Come on, Marcus, you got to step it up. Yeah, that's just, right. That's, those exactly. are low, low numbers, low numbers. <laughs> so so you give, you oh, give awesome. that many, you start to just you start to see things and, and oh, yeah. you have all these backstories. And so the workshop then leads to some type of saying, well, we believe in this. And of course, the question always comes after a workshop is, so what comes next? How can you help us with this full implementation? And that's it's like where, a natural outcome. That's what I think is very so natural about outcome. it. Because you're standing, this is my perspective on what I read and, and kind of what I've learned about you, is you take such a strong 
position around empowering yeah. that business or that reader or whoever is coming into the philosophy. And it's like, you're like a cheerleader. I know you can do it. Yeah. You know, look at all these is, other people are doing it. And this is how we can help well, that, you. That's the thing, right? So, so, you know, how we talked earlier about knowing who you are and what you're not. As an mm -hmm. agency, we did something very rare. We said, we're not actually going to do any work for you at all as an inbound marketing agency. We're going to <laughs> teach you how to do all things digital sales and marketing. We're going to teach you so well that we'll be able to push you out of the nest. You better fly on your own. It's the teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime philosophy that we have. You don't see agencies doing this. Agencies generally want to write your blog posts and they want to produce those email campaigns for you. And I'm just like, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But you rarely hear world-class case studies of companies that literally dominate their industry, like say river pools and spas, unless they know how to do these things in-house, i.e. the insourcing that you mentioned earlier. And so I'm like, well, is this going to cause me, if we say to everybody that we're not going to do this for you, but we're going to teach you how to do it yourself world-class, is it going to cost me jobs? Yes. Definitely going to cost me jobs. Is it going to win me jobs? Yes. Because there's going to be certain people that are going to say, as soon as they read that, that's how I feel. That's what I've been saying for a long time. We need to own this. We need to be able to do this. Right? And so because of that, it's, it's led to this really, really beautiful model that's consultative. Right? And a consultative model for an agency is not a race to the bottom. When you're writing somebody's blog post, let me tell you, that's a race to it's the a bottom. transaction too and and that's the, it. where's the realness in that yeah i i encountered that in my own business when i was doing it i could not write as well as the um you know the client because they were just so intimate that's it. with that's it. with what it was and i'm a pretty damn good writer if i don't say yeah. so myself yeah. but it's just it's impossible because yeah. you're not living it and breathing exactly. it and eating it and it's mm -hmm. you know it's really the soul of who they are and it can be reflected on that page or on that video you know, and so I think it's possible for everybody, you know, to, to do this. And, you know, unfortunately, I think there's still a lot of people that could be listening to this, Terry, saying, I'm not a good writer. I'm not a, I'm not good on video. And I, I question that because you're, even if you're not necessarily a good writer, it's rare, rarely do I ever meet somebody that's truly not good on video. And the reason I say that is if you talk to most people that are in any type of business, especially for themselves, and you say, so are you pretty good in a face-to-face -face situation with a client? They're like, oh yeah, I'm, 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 that's my jam. Just get me in front of the prospect, right? We'd yeah. love to say that. I'm sure there's a lot of good salespeople that just like bank on that. Right, right. <laughs> so, okay, if you say you're just really good, if you're in front of the prospect, that's all video is. Videos, the problem is we, we try to change who we are when we get on camera. And that's not what it should be at all. I mean, it's literally, okay, I'm sitting down with a prospect at the coffee shop and we're having a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And this goes back to releasing the need to prove yourself or to sound intelligent. And so when you do that, you don't have triple take, quadruple takes because you're okay if it's not absolutely perfect. I mean, when was the last time you were talking to a client and you know, 10, 15 minutes into the conversation, you said, you know what? I just said that the wrong way. Let's just start the whole thing over again. <laughs> this has never happened before, right? Yeah. You just don't do that. And so why do we do that with video? We do it and we're like, oh, gee, I, I, I flubbed a word. So I guess I need to start the whole thing over. Nope. 
Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. You just roll. You just keep yeah. going, moving forward. That's what you do. And because of that, it allows you to be successful in face-to-face communicative experiences. Yep. And you, if you apply that online, you can rock. Yeah. Well, I want to be, you know, <laughs> conscious of your time as much as I'd love to talk to you all day. I appreciate um, that. I'm going to I'm going to wrap us up here with some a request of some free consulting for myself. Are you up for that? I'm up for it. All right, cool. So, I'm working on my next book, which is my 6th book, and it is nonfiction. It's called Flying Solo, and it's kind of like a survival guide for solopreneurs. I love and it. in the work I've been doing uh, working with solopreneurs uh, and being a solopreneur, I feel like I got some things to share. And so what I'm trying to do in the structure of this book is make it part memoir, if you will, you know, where I tell my story about how much I sucked when I first started (laughs) and the mistakes I made to hopefully, you know, help people avert, avoid those uh, mistakes themselves, as well as providing the practical, um, you know, the practical tips on, you know, here's how you can do this and here's how I did it or here's how a client did it or what have you. So giving that story on top of a story, if you will. And what I'm looking for is obviously a way to make that build my business. And my business, as you know, is a consultancy around marketing and customer experience. But also I have a membership site that works specifically with solopreneurs and helps them with concierge training and coaching around how to run their business and stay sane. And so what would be some suggestions that you could give uh, knowing this structure and intention that I have for this particular uh, piece of work? I, you know, there's, there's a, a phrase that I, you know, I think back to, and I think, I feel like a lot of our conversation today is, is, goes back to simplification, mm-hmm. simplify, simplify. And there's a phrase that I heard early on when it came to social media. And, uh, it was, um, don't try to be a jack of all social media trades. Mm-hmm. Instead, Instead of being a master, um, because if you do, you'll be a master of none. Mm-hmm. You're much better off being a master of one. And, you know, one of the smart moves that I made over the last couple of years was I said, I just feel like everything on social is for the most part a waste of my time. It doesn't really resonate with me very much. Now, it doesn't mean that social media is not good. It's just not, for me personally, I channel energy well to specific things, not over like many things. Mm-hmm. So I said, why am I on Facebook? Why am I doing Instagram? I, I don't actually need those things. I don't think I want to do those things anymore. Now, what I wanted to do was I just wanted to talk about business on LinkedIn. So I said, I'm going to become great on LinkedIn. That's where I'm going to live. And people said, you're going to give up Facebook, right? Was it really something that was necessary for me? Well, no. And of course, in terms of driving leads as a speaker and as a consultant, LinkedIn, other than actual speaking, is probably number two for me. Because I said, I'm going to stop watering myself down. Mm. and I'm just going to put my energy and focus to one thing. And that's what I did. And that's, that's why it's gone so well for me there. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, I think that the way you promote a book that you're working on by providing that content in little snack size pieces in a channel where you know your audience is hungry for it is so important, too. 
Well, yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly right. And you know, you know, one other thing about writing a book, I just want to say this because I know you got a lot of authors that listen to you. One of the mistakes that I made early on, and I got really good at this later though, was if when I identified that I was doing something, call it a system, if you will, or there was a pattern, I started naming everything. So instead of and instead of just you know calling it whatever content marketing, it became the ask you answer. Instead of talking about these five different subjects that move the needle the most when it comes to content, it's called the big five. Mm-hmm. Instead of calling it, you know, uh, seven types of videos that sell really, really well, it's called the selling seven in the book. And so now people come to me and they say, so Marcus, I'm going to talk about the selling seven. Marcus, I want to talk about the big five. Marcus, I want to talk about assignment selling, which is something that you read about. Yeah, I love that, by the way. <laughs> right, there's all these. So, yeah. so take anything that you do that even though it might be obvious to you, where there's a clear call it a system or a pattern that you follow that works for you, name it, call mm-hmm. it something, right? And then when you call it something, you can brand it and you can refer back to it again and again and again. And so this is why when people Google me online, it's like one of the top searches are Marcus Sheridan Big Five, Marcus Sheridan Assignment Selling. These are things that people search often. And that's where you want to go with, you take your ideas. You know, Simon Sinek didn't say anything special. Well, I mean, he literally said nothing new. He just said there's this thing called the golden circle, and it starts with what, how, and why. He knows how to draw a circle really That's well. That's exactly right. <laughs> but he tells it in a way that everybody understood it really, really well. Right. So because of that, that was for him a multi-multi-million-dollar decision. And we yes, as authors was. and speakers, right, and as thought leaders or whatever you want to call it, we need to think the same way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was smiling while you were talking about naming and branding things. And, and I do that in my business with my clients. I do the, my kiss marketing map, which is keep it super simple. Yeah. And it helps them productize their services. Cause I work with a lot of service people who really are consultants and they don't have a product per se, a hard tangible asset that they're selling. And, and they love that because it gives their audience, their clients a handle of which to grab the solution that they're providing and it, and it gives it context and it it's a way to package it up in such a way that it makes it so much easier to understand and refer to, like you said, refer to. So I love that. So uh, when how's the next book coming? Because it's on video, right? Yeah, it's on video and going virtual as a business. Yeah. Uh, it's called yeah. Visual Sale. And yes, um, that's right. It's coming out in September. Oh so, my God, I'm so excited. Yep, it'll it'll be out. And, and then um, probably a year or two after that, I've got really what is the foremost work of my life, I think, will probably come out. And that is a book purely on communication mm-hmm. and um, how to truly ask world-class questions mm, to your audience, that. whether it's of one or many, so that you have transformative conversations. Mainly it's for leaders, but it's also for parents. Um, It's for anybody that is interested in communication. I think it's going to be a transcendent book. So I'm really excited about it. But yeah, visual sale this September coming out the right time, all this crazy, you know, stuff that's happened in the world going virtual like it's been, you know, I was definitely talking about this now for the last couple of years, but but um, I was finishing up when COVID came out, and 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 then I, I added a few more chapters, sections on on virtual business, and so yeah, look for that in September, the visual sale. It's on Amazon right That's now. That's awesome. For 
And, you know, I want I want to point out to my listener, just as we say goodbye to Marcus, that once you do that first book, keep doing more books because that book will birth new ideas. As you work with your clients in business, you'll get inspired with new questions that you can answer with subsequent books. So once you start writing, never stop. Love it. Marcus, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful that you made time for me and my audience today. And thank you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And I am a forever groupie. (laughs) Thank you, Terry. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.